uh, imagine going to Whole Foods um, just to get rejected at the cashier register because you paid with exact change. And to think, I just went up there to look for a wholesome lady. Mm -mm. Talk about uh, weighing your options out at the register. You know, I brought my overpacked unhealthy salad, paid 11 bucks, and um, felt like I lost more than 11 bucks today. But welcome to episode 58 of the Off and Be podcast. I'm your host, Clint. It is uh, 11.55 p.m. on a Sunday. Just finished watching the Ravens game. Great fucking game. Great fucking game. No one cares to hear NFL commentary. We just watched fucking 10 hours today in football. I didn't watch 10 hours. I watched like a a half at 4 o'clock because I didn't wake up till 4. Don't ask why. I'm a late uh, bloomer or late sleeper or... Uh, what else do they call it? Oh, uh, necrophiliac? Wait, no, because that means I was committing illegal acts with a corpse, and I do not interact with dead things, not even dead roaches. I'm scared even when I see a dead roach crawl on my wall. That kind of gives you a setup of the type of place I live in. Um, I see a roach crawl. I'm not scared when they're alive. I'm more scared when they're dead. Because, you know, even though it's an insect. I remember in, like, second or third grade, we were doing a fire drill, right? Uh, And we are all, all the school were filled out with lines and everything. We are all walking out to the gymnasium, all this shit. I remember there was this uh, fly, or it was like a mosquito, a fly thing, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, it was a butterfly. That's what it was. And this thing was just roaming around my face. And I had like a teacher like right beside, not too far from where I was walking. And I just snatched that bitch in midair, the butterfly, not the lady. Because I would have had a different type of punishment if I did that. But I just like, uh, I just clapped. You know, I clapped the wings of the butterfly. And, uh... It went down, and um, when it fell, it did not get up, so then I squished it with my feet, because I'm like, well, it was in my way, and my teacher, like, legitimately got mad at me, wasn't like, hey, don't do that, it was like, how dare you do that, like, it's it's like I committed, like, murder, well, I guess I kind of did, except no one cares when you murder animals, except if you're Michael Vick, even though he technically didn't murder, he was just a, you know, he was just a, uh, what did they call it? Rough housing, as the kids would say. You know, he's just uh, teaching the dogs. You know, you gotta, you gotta survive in this world. You know, you should teach your kids. You should teach your animals how to fight, just in case. You know, they got prepared. It's a tough world out here. I'm not advocating violence, but hey, man, it is what it is. But I killed this butterfly. I'm not. I didn't feel great about it. I didn't have like that. Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger type of feeling like, oh, this shit's addicting. I got it. Like, I didn't have that, you know, Norman Bates type of moment. You know, I didn't have that Ted Bundy when the first time you did something, it was like, oh, hmm. I kind of like this. I was like, nah, I was just like young. It was flowing around me. It's whatever. If I didn't do it, it was probably going to die within a couple weeks if it kept, you know, going around someone's face. It's like the old notion. There's always someone out there bigger, badder, stronger, and will kill you and kick your ass. There's always someone out there that will do that. Now, butterflies should know, hey, it can happen to you, bro. Maybe I'm not the biggest threat in the world, but if you get killed by me, I mean, hey, you aren't going to last long anyways, right? And the teacher just starts sending their lecture me saying, you, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. It was like when my uh, grandmother one time uh, caught me outside uh, when I stole a neighbor's bike. And she could tell it wasn't my bike. 
said, you should be ashamed of yourself. Stealing is bad. Um, well, did they know that that child had their virginity taken at eight years old? So there's worse things that were stolen, that were stolen from them. But neither here nor there. Anyways, um, wow, that took a dark, twisted fantasy, right, Kanye? Oh, you can go to jail for that one, and there may be a part one, but there'll probably be a part two. But, you know, the teachers are so disgusted with me. Like, you would have thought, like, I just elbowed and MMA'd and Khabib'd their son or something. It's like, I killed, like, I, I swatted a butterfly. My intent wasn't to kill it, necessarily. It was, hey, get the fuck out of my way. It's like, if someone keeps, you know, you know, poking you in the back, you're going to turn around and be like, hey, stop it. And you're going to retaliate and say, hey, I don't like the way it feels. I don't like, I don't like being nagged in my face. Uh, just a PSA to the future wives out there. I don't like nagging in my face, so I might just, poof. that's a joke. I don't abuse women, but I'm for it. Anyways, that's a joke too, but uh, talk about to pimp a butterfly to a whole new level. I'm really dragging the story out longer than it needs to be, but anyways, yeah, just like the disgust on this bitch's face. It's like, look, I understand you taught me, you know, how to write in cursive, but, um, there's, there's school life and there's real life. Sometimes real life happens in school. Some butterflies are going to get killed outside of school. Whether, like, just because you go in safe areas, that doesn't mean you could commit shitty acts. It doesn't mean you could do annoying shit. It doesn't mean you could just be this nagging thing and you won't get held accordingly for it. I'm sorry. If you, uh, if you go up into a school and, you know, flip a kid who, you know, is in a wheelchair and has severe, uh, freaking, I don't even know, fucking, like, dementia. Kids don't get dementia. I guess you could. All right, let's say you, like, flip over a kid that has Asperger's. He's, and he's, like, complete, like, extreme form. Like, I'm sorry, whether it happens in a school or it happens in a middle of Macy's, if someone of decency, a man of decency, sees you flipping over a kid in a wheelchair with Asperger's who can't really defend himself, you're going to be dealt accordingly. Someone's probably going to throw you down the escalator to the bottom floor. You know, down where the freaking blenders and shit are. The kids close. And then, you know... You know, actions need to be held accountable wherever. I think that's the moral of that story. The butterfly deserved it. But whatever, good kid, mad city. And I was mad that day. But uh, you know who else is mad? Um, anyone who's been screwed over by Karen Civil. And let's just say it's not a... She has lawsuits, but I wouldn't say they're really civil lawsuits, ironically. And I would not say these uh, discussions and quotes that she keeps on saying she feels she deserves and not be blasted publicly. It's funny how people that always don't want to be blasted publicly and always want to have conversations and private or personal. Um, maybe if you just didn't do a complete shady shit. And chances are people probably did try to reach out to you privately for years and years. But then when you get put on blast, you're like, oh, this is wrong to be put on blast. These are just, these are just miscommunications. These were just businesses that didn't go right it's like not nah, you completely fucked over you name yourself as a strategist a brand expert which ironically it's like okay like I, I even did like a little bit of a deep dive I don't know a whole lot about her all I know about her is that she actually had a podcast on the Joe Budden network like when he started that thing four or five six months ago right and they start all these different podcasts and most of them aren't really that great personally, but it's whatever. Like, you know, it's whatever. But she had a podcast with this other girl called Girl, I Guess, right? And it was on, and it seemed like it was highly produced, like in terms of great production and everything. But, you know, it wasn't a podcast for me anyway. It was Girl, I Guess. It's, it's targeting a woman audience anyway, so that's fine. I, like, I'm not going to shit on podcasts. It's not targeted for me. But 
I do pay attention to, like, you know, obviously clips and stuff. And never really anything on the show that was ever said that was really controversial or nothing like that. But when all this stuff recently came up where uh, Joyner Lucas, uh, Cameron, um, and there was someone else I can't think of. But there's plenty of people in the industry that they hired her to do work for them. And she basically didn't do what she was paid to do. Now, but she's she labels herself as a basically a brand expert, strategist, apparently. But she didn't have a strategy to get out of the situation she's in right now, ironically. Um, but, so all these, like, former, like, well, not former, they are. Most of these are big now. Like, they made it and everything. But it was... When they were hiring her, they were not big. They were on the come up and stuff. So if they're spending $60,000 for her to do their social medias or for her to, you know, do deals for them and shit like that. And that's a lot of money for them at the time. But, so I did a little deep dive. Not like a complete deep dive. I did just like, I looked up just like interviews she's done. Because I've been aware of her or nothing, but... I've been aware of her, so I look up some Breakfast Club interviews, I look up some, like, radio interviews she did, and just, like, some videos of stuff. And I noticed in all the videos, it is, you gotta watch out when people are selling something, but they're not telling you anything that they're actually doing. It's the, they they use very... Generic simplified words to explain what they do, but there's no proof in the pudding of what they do. But they ironically make money selling something, convince you that they're experts in something, that there's no actual evidence that they're experts in something. She's a brand expert, but I've never, there's not a single brand when I've heard her name that's attached to it, right? Okay, like for example, branding to me. Is Steve Jobs, when you think of Steve Jobs, you think of Apple. You think of Bill Gates, you think of Microsoft and an island. When you think of Jeff Bezos, you think of Amazon. When you think of a specific person being a branding expert. And they're claiming to be experts. And they've applied, they keep on talking about building their empire. They keep on talking about, oh, they built their brand, they built this. Then... I don't pay attention to subscriber counts because I don't think that really quantifies. Like, there's the biggest celebrities in the world don't have huge YouTube channels. I think Instagram following is probably more of accurate representation, believe it or not, when you think about it. But, you know, I think she has like 150,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. So, so obviously, she she's a name. She's, she's in a very uh, specific audience she's you know she's fairly well known i think she's very well known in the hip-hop radio space in the entrepreneurship and i say that in quotations for the audio because what is she an entrepreneur of I, i try to look it up it seems like what she does is she gets hired to build other people's brands which is okay you know, if that's your business, that's your business. But I cannot, but I try to find people who have spoken out in favor of her building their brand and people who credits her for the come up or the influence or the bigger engagement in their platform, building platform. I try to find it. I couldn't find, there's a lot of very, um, open people say, Oh, she helped this person, but then this person's like, Yeah, I don't like talking about that person. When there's not, when there's a lot more people that come out against your practices, when there's a lot more people that come out who have done business with you that exclude being either just because someone doesn't speak out against you, when someone says, I'm not going to talk about that, and they don't come out and defend you when they've done business with you. 
Could be that they have non-disclosure agreements so they can't talk about certain things. Or maybe they're just not a believer in putting personal business out there. They decide to keep whatever fuck shit happened. So I'm not going to speculate on that. But what I will say is there hasn't been a heavy support coming out defending what she's, the things she's done, right? And by the way, the specific, you can look up the Joyner Lucas stuff. Um, Look, it, it looks shady. She obviously wasn't very transparent and what the money went towards and i think there probably was more if i had to give her any type of leeway is it's possibly because even joiner lucas mentioned that he didn't need her for the radio promo and all that stuff he already had that down packed it was other stuff so you could open the argument that maybe it wasn't a clear cut of what she was asked to do for him but there was five years ago cameron he's a rapper he talked about something that happened between them, right? It's not abnormal. Even the greatest people that have been involved in business or that been hired to do stuff and stuff doesn't go well. There's always there's going to be situations that happen. You know, one or two, you're going to maybe have a couple clients over your career that whatever, just some shit went down, maybe miscommunication, maybe just some things went haywire and it happens. But when it seems like you have had more clients that have had issues with you than have would do business with you again, that raises a red flag to me. Here's the thing. I don't think you have to be ingrained in all this business and media shit to really see something for what it is. And just because someone always talks about business in a general sense doesn't mean they actually are really like doing business like that. And when I was listening to interviews, um, apparently she was in charge of, she had a heavy hand in the Nipsey uh, hustle, a funeral, memorial, or, you know, whatever the proper term is for that. And she had a heavy hand in that. And, you know, I don't know the degree. I'm assuming she had a lot with the creating funding and stuff like that. And, you know, and the memorial was, you know, I didn't watch the funeral, but everyone that attended, it was one of the most beautiful it was one of the most motivating, sad, realist, makes you feel something more was, you would you could possibly ever go to. People say it's very Kobe Bryant-esque, like that type of thing. And apparently she had a hand in setting all that up. But how come, after that, how come Nipsey Hussle's family, and I don't like to get ingrained in drama, but, you know, their family, we'll just say, doesn't fuck with her. They did they kind of disattach any um, association with her, any type of things that they do not in close. They don't have close ties together like she tries to portray to the media type of thing. And apparently, there's some weird stuff, not necessarily with that specific, but other stuff in quote unquote business that they are not fond of her for. And Nipsey Hustle is considered a very stand up a very high moral very highly intellectual individual and people have a lot of respect for his word means something so you assume he comes from a family that probably has those same type of values the same type of morals and those people with those same high morals and values don't fuck with her I think you could just kind of read some, right? And I'm not here to assassinate anyone's character. I think I think a lot of this... Like I remember yesterday. Uh, I'm recording this on Monday morning, Sunday night, whatever. But Saturday, I listened to like two hours of a live stream on a YouTube clubhouse thing that was going on. And, you know, there was other like people that have been calling her out for years about this shit. And... You know, they're having these... She was even in one of those things. And her and Joyner was, like, kind of going back and forth. They actually wasn't even... It was actually pretty cordial for the most part. And the thing I didn't get why they having a bunch of other people interjecting. I don't understand that. It should just be conversation between the two people. And everyone else should just be muted, right? But whatever. I listened a couple hours, and it was just like, man, like, all right... You know, this was pretty damn. This is pretty damning. 
But then again today, they had another like six or seven hour stream. I didn't listen to more than like a couple minutes. I was seeing who was in it. And she wasn't in it. He wasn't. It was just a bunch of other people who were kind of in the meeting, the clubhouse stream yesterday. And then they wanted to engage in it today type of thing and talk more about it. It was like, okay, that's kind of weird. It seems like the continuously talking about it when the people involved aren't even in it in the chat room anymore. You guys talked about more the next day than the day where they were all in the chat. So, I, me personally, I don't get the whole, like, it just seemed like they were trying to milk it and drag it on for views and stuff. But, hey, whatever. But, back to the main subject about it. It just seems when a bunch of people are calling you shady, when a bunch of people are saying you're doing fucked up shit. When a bunch of people, big names, respected people in the business are saying, you fucked them over, they have receipts, and they have this, and you're trying to say things and tiptoe around it, and all this stuff. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And goddamn, there's a lot of fucking smoke here. Like, a lot. And her ass is on fire. And uh, that bitch is burning, respectfully. See, if you just say respectfully, it doesn't matter. By bitch, I just mean like literally a butt in that scenario, but whatever. It just seems this many people. I have a very similar story of how you fucked them over. It's not all these different, we- like, you're literally fucking these people over the same way. And you did very early on in their career, or very when you had a, when people didn't have a negative view on your business aspects. And they're all saying very similar things. Hmm, I paid her to do this. Um, it, she ignored my calls. She acted like I was bought in her time, even though I paid her to do a, a service for me. And she didn't hold her into the bargain. It seems like a lot of sketchy shit, right? Hmm. Yeah, there's probably something there. But when I was, but the main thing is, I did a little bit more of a deeper dive on a lot of. I just listened, I listened to her TED Talk. I listened to, I think, two Breakfast Club interviews. I listened to um, a Hot 97 interview she did. And I listened to some, like, interviews, just, like, small little interviews she did. You kind of get a gist of how a person talks about it. You know, it's definitely a lot of generic terms, like, you know, I'm all about strengthening my brand that's a common thing brand strategy and all this stuff but they never get specific in the strategy or the branding and it's weird to me when someone constantly talks about brand 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 strategy 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 but your brand is not even as big as the game that you talk about brand now maybe it's one of those fake it till you make i'm not even saying she's fake or nothing or it's not believable that this is not what she does i'm not just saying she's never helped anyone What I am saying is if you're talking about enhancing someone's platform, enhancing someone's brand, being a strategist, whatever the fuck. See, this is type of shit. People just create titles and create job occupations. And then the thing is people pay for it. So it has a value. What the fuck is American? I feel like Kanye. What the fuck does Gaga know about cameras? By the way, I saw the movie Polaroid. Um, Pretty shitty movie. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Why do you check out a movie that's shitty? I don't know. We listen to shitty drama like this. But I feel like this goes beyond just the typical messy industry. This isn't just like some weird industry BS. This seems like it's genuine messed up bullshit. And the worst part about it all is how she's tiptoeing around things and saying generic things. And then, but when going back to the interviews I saw, which saying things like, you know, I had to understand now I'm in a different space. I don't have time for people's energy. When people start using that stuff, it's like, hmm. Oh, so. And you kind of see how she's acting now. It's, oh, so you don't want to be held accountable for bullshit that you've done. Now, maybe, 
maybe the argument could be made. There's different ways, you know, you don't have to publicly shame someone publicly to hold them accountable. Maybe. But then, did a little more research. She has shamed people publicly. And she has talked about things publicly, very personal things with people. That shouldn't be. I'm not going to say it. Um, but you just look it up. She's not exactly... When pe- people are okay talking about personal shit publicly, if as long as they're not the one who's in the negative light in that public in that publicity, not even stunt, but that publicity situation. And this thing, you know, I think there's a difference between someone piling on. I felt like today it was just like, all right, you guys are doing a five-hour stream, just piling on, piling on. It's like, you guys are just talking about, yeah, she's a fraud, she's this. It's like, okay, we got that yesterday. Like, you guys are spending your whole Sunday just talking about fraud? Okay, that doesn't seem very productive to me, but whatever. My thing is, I just don't get the whole, I think she's the definition of someone who is a capitalist of the way we always view, of how we view things that don't matter. She capitalizes on things like brand and strategy. But when you listen to interviews, she never actually gives, she has no background and being able to strategic, strategic, strategically, Jesus Christ, slap me in the face, daddy. She has no background or any evidence or any resume that says she has a great strategy background. I don't even care about degrees and shit. Even though I did look that up, I don't think she technically has a college degree. But again, I'm not someone that really cares about that. Care about what what evidence, what success have you had in that field to be preaching about this shit? It seems like she makes more money selling the idea of entrepreneurship, selling the idea of strengthening your brand, selling the idea of strategy without actually being able to write down a game plan to enhance all this stuff. Because it seems like with all the people she's talking about, when they had her as their, it seems like, Theirs completely almost faltered or didn't work at all. Whatever strategy she was putting together. Then the second they get rid of her, move on from her and swallow the bullet of the debt that she didn't uh, follow through on. It seems like when they get someone else, all of a sudden they're popping. Joyner Lucas all of a sudden starts popping. Uh, Cameron was big before, but then having her hurt his more than anything. And other artists as well. I think, oh, Meek Mill was other artists. Who came out today speaking about, yeah, she did the same shit to me. And she is someone who capitalizes on people in very inopportune situations. When people know that they're... She takes advantage of people who are... that That don't have the status yet. Or don't have the wherewithal to understand the business yet. She's one of those people that takes advantage of that. Because what quantifies that this person is worthy of $60,000 to enhance my brand, right? Now, again, to be fair, I would say whoever hired her probably should have done more research or due diligence before you give someone $60,000 that has no evidence of doing it. So they're almost just as fault for even paying someone or hiring someone that has shown no ability in paying that amount of money when you don't have that amount of money to just be blowing at that point in time. that That's the shit that, you know, but I don't even want to say that because then that's almost like, oh, we'll see. Then people say, oh, we'll see, you know, they should have known better, you know, this and that. This isn't her fault. It's just the game. She, you know, hey, don't, don't hit the player, hit the game shit. It's like... Okay, but the difference is now that all this shit's being exposed, that finessing shit and that playing the game shit um, as a, it'd be like, bitch, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. I forgot what line or movie that's from, but whatever. It's the ironic part about all this is see 
when people are selling you something, see how they handle situations for themselves. Why isn't her brand or market that damn strong if this is literally what she does for a living? We're talking about, like, what is she entrepreneur of? I don't think she has a fiscal business. Like, I don't think she has a product. It's just this, she's selling, she's selling hope with no evidence, right? Like, there's people, it's the equivalent of, like, a guru. She's really, like, a, like one of those self-help gurus type of shit. Where a lot of it is very, is very studying human behavior. It's a lot of self-guru shit. It's very studying behavior. It's psychological. It's, you know, studying. It's literally studying people and understanding what captures their attention, how to get, how to, I wouldn't even say manipulate, because there can be self-help gurus that actually are trying to help people, but they understand they got to do some manipulative shit to get you to do it. But, you know, the thing about that is, it seems like at least you're getting something out of that that's proven. It seems like no one that's interacted with Karen Civil has really gotten their situation from a business standpoint has not gotten better when she's involved. And I tried to look up. I couldn't find anything. Apparently, she got her jump when Lil Wayne was in jail years ago. And she created a website. And somehow that kind of got her on the market for things, right? That kind of got her, oh, she's this business mogul. It's like, when I think of business mogul, I think of someone like Jay-Z or Dr. Dre. I'm not saying you have to be a billionaire, literally. Or Conor McGregor's a business mogul, literally selling $500 million. But you got to have success making big enough names and purchases where even if some bad business shit happens to you. Oh, and literally, by the way. With a girl named Jessie Wu. Damn, I feel like a fucking gossip girl right now. I found all this shit yesterday. It's fascinating to me. She has a civil lawsuit going with Jessie about some business shit. And Jessie won whatever. But, again, when you have fuck shit in court, fine. The difference is, if Dre or Jay-Z, someone like that, or anyone that has a business of high level... If some bad business goes on, they take care of it in either the courts or they take care of it privately and they handle it. And they don't have to speak about it. They don't have to go to no clubhouse forum. They don't have to go to no, um, they don't have to go on social media to explain themselves and business and shit. They take care of it and try to compromise and do right, whatever, on whatever bad business happened. But when you classify yourself about business and all this shit and you haven't even shown the ability to really do everything you're teaching, why? I think I think this, ironically, for brand and strategy, everything that's happening now is not good for the brand. And I think sometimes people, quote unquote, for the brand, shout out to Pat McAfee. But the difference is... From an obvious standpoint, from a consumer or a viewer, the brand is fine and all that. But in day, the reason why you have a brand has to be above everything else and has to be good. If you have a name based off, like if you're a comedian, right? That's what you got famous off. That's what people know you as. Now you could create a brand of yourself, you know, maybe... Have a, oh, I'm like Joe Rogan, oh, I'm the deer elk meat guy. I'm the crazy, you know, anti-vac. That's not really a brand, but there's a certain, there's a certain, when you think of Joe Rogan, you think of one, two, three, four things, right? Like, there's a very specific characteristic. It's almost like a brand is like dumbing down what something is to make it more absorbable, to make it more easily consumable to Whoever. But sometimes people talk about brand, 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 but have nothing to brand. Like, 
is your music decent? Is your music good? Okay, then we'll, we'll talk about making. You don't make a brand. You don't worry about everything making a brand, making perception better than it really is. But then the shit that you're trying to make the brand of, it's not good. Thing is, that stuff can make you, that stuff can like maybe make you famous or maybe make you have, make you be able to make money for a temporary period of time. But over the long haul, it's about what are you putting out there? What do you do that makes people attached to your brand? Like Floyd Mayweather, literally the brand is Floyd Money Mayweather. He used to have a brand, Pretty Boy Floyd. They changed the brand, they changed the strategy. But all that change in the strategy, change in the brand shit, wouldn't have fucking mattered if he wasn't good at boxing. None of it would have mattered. His whole changing from Pretty Boy Floyd to being Money Mayweather, as he be, he set out. He basically set his brand. I'm gonna become the most unlikable person where everyone, when they watch me, they want to see me lose. And guess what? Every time Floyd Mayweather fights, whether he's fighting a YouTuber, or he's fighting Pacquiao, or he's fighting Canelo. You're going to watch that shit. Even when he's retired. And obviously he's not the same boxer. Guess what? If Floyd's fighting, you're going to watch. He could fight a bum. You're going to watch. But the only reason why you care is because he was the best at what he did. Or at least very fucking good. Having a brand when there's nothing I could attach that brand to. It just seems like you're trying to just be this... Star of what? At the end of the day, the biggest stars in the world, the biggest, biggest brands. Jay-Z has a business and all that. What do people know Jay-Z off of? Rapping. What do people know Conor McGregor off? Fighting. There's something attached. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. They all have a brand. Dak Prescott. But guess what? They're all good at football. LeBron James. Maybe the biggest name in the world. Guess what? If he was the 15th best player in the NBA, he would not be the biggest brand in the world. The fact that he's the biggest brand in the world is because he's still considered probably the best top two, top three player, and he's still elite at what he does. He's been considerably considered one of the top players of all time. All of it matters because there's a specific thing you attach the brand to. And guess what? I've never read a book about strategy. Never read a book about marketing. And guess what? You have probably learned just as much from marketing and brand strategy here as you were watching that 26, 35-minute interview of her on The Breakfast Club. The point I'm trying to make is, it's just because someone talks about general, it's when people talk about spirituality. Spirituality? I need to take English. I need to read a book on grammar and speaking fluently on my own fucking language. English! Oh, that fucking teacher. Should have swatted her face like that butterfly, too. Maybe she wasn't uh, too busy baptizing me on pimping a butterfly. Um, she would have taught me to speak fluently. But whatever. But, like, when people talk about religion, spirituality, that's why, like, we make this... It's like with dudes, it's this running joke about these girls with zodiac signs and... Like the well, we all technically have zodiac signs, but girls that classify individuals and make big life decisions based off, oh well, I thought we'd be together forever. He was a Taurus, I was a Leo, made in heaven. He kind of left the part out where he like beat his ex girlfriend to death, and um like took her eye out. But he was a Leo. I thought he was perfect. It's like. Yeah, maybe common sense got play. You know, maybe it's okay to have that part of the equation. But like, you know, use your own actual life judgment. Don't ignore life judgment just to make it easier because you read it in some book or because you've read some characteristics somewhere. It's a combination of everything. Like, the thing is, when people are so hard and so about Marketing and branding and strategy. I'm not neither of those things. And guess why I don't care to be? Because guess a lot of that shit, to me, from a genuine standpoint, a lot of branding and marketing, I understand it's create a bigger name and all that shit, but it has very minimal efforts. It has very minimal impact or very minimal difference. 
if what you're doing is good or great. If you need to pay more for marketing and branding than all the other stuff of what you're trying to do, then maybe what you're doing isn't that good or captivating. Because you know what? There's already made. Someone, Someone can make the most simplest of shit, right? And if they market and they find a way to, you know, Somehow put a strategy out and market it to where it gets to 100,000 people, millions of people. That's fine. But you're also putting pretty below average shit out to 100,000 million people. Or you could, like if we were just talking about video creating, for example. But again, it be, it's like when a, it's like when a, if a high school, it's like if a high school athlete, right? Like in, if like a 10th grade if I get 10th grade quarterback and he's sitting there and he's trying to create a big social media presence, which is fine. But if the fame and the presence and the clout you get or the fame and popularity doesn't match your gameplay, then you're going to start here, and then you're going to start getting the overrated tag. They're going to start, oh, is he really focused on some shit? And I think even though LeBron's son, for example, Bronny's a great example. He didn't ask to be this famous, but he, his dad's so famous, he's going to be famous no matter what. Thing is, he's probably a really good high school basketball player, and he probably is going to play college. But the reality is, is being in the limelight, being LeBron's son, the expectations is, oh, He's going to be the next LeBron, or he's going to be the next superstar in the NBA. Realistically, he may, he may not be. You know, he's a pretty good high school player, but, you know, he's not a top 10 all-gotta-have-it prospect, at least at this point, as far as I know. And, and he understands LeBron, like, all this shit's cool and all, but you you got to work on your game. You got to work on this. You got like, I think Kyle, like Kyle Kuzma's great to get NBA, right? Kyle Kuzma's probably a great example of that. I remember rookie year LA. He became like, the team wasn't that good. But if you're in LA and you're putting up points and playing well, it's different than if you're playing well in Minnesota or Portland or Denver. It just is. Kyle Kuzma's like, a middle-of-the-road player on most NBA teams, but dropping 18 a game on the Lakers and pretty impressive, and he was pretty good as a rookie. Pretty nice. But then, oh. Oh, he's not really... Can he play... Can he be a contributing player on a good playoff team? It's like, okay, maybe. Oh, can he play off the ball? Can he do this? Is he that gun defense? Then... You can see, like, first year and second year, his social media presence with him and Lonzo became more of a thing than what's happening on the court. And since they weren't good, it didn't help, like, the fact that his game didn't match the fame, per se. And I'm not here criticizing the game, but that's just kind of, like, my perception from the outside. And to me, at the end of the day, whatever you're doing... If you're amazing, you're undisputedly great. Like Kawhi Leonard. Literally doesn't speak to the media. Yeah, he's done like a Drake music video recently. He's done commercials, kind of. But he doesn't even have social media. But guess what? Everyone knows who the fuck Kawhi is. Kawhi has a brand. He even has like some trademark at the claw shit. Or, <laughs> I'm a fun guy. Like, he has a brand just by being himself. He has a brand because he's undisputably a great at what he does. When people spend so much time making a brand and marketing something, when there's not much there to market and you have to do a bunch of weird outside the box things that get you, that gets yourself views or get yourself market. You know, I mean, I respect the hustle, but I guess to me at the end of the day, it's not something I, as a viewer, care for much. And I think that's what people... Especially when it's not quantifiable. There's no, there's nothing for Karen to put her name behind. 
She doesn't have a product as far as I'm aware. She doesn't have people coming out like, oh my God, without her, I wouldn't have this, you know, eight figure business I started up thanks to these teachings from her. She makes money off of selling hope and capitalizing on people looking for hope. And that's the dirty, kind of my perception, the dirty business, the fuck shit. That's bigger than just someone paid her $60,000 and there was no, there was no return on investment. To me, the mindset behind it is much worse than what actually is. Like, return on investment, bad business happens all the time, even when well-intentioned. But when people are not well-intentioned and play victim and then turn on the person that they undisputably fucked over, undisputably, undeniably put in a compromising position when someone put their money and trust into you. And you Bernie made off them. Obviously not to that extreme. But. You didn't follow through. On your legal obligation. Or just on your word. And then she would probably be the same one. But guess what. If I had to guess. She's probably on Instagram. She's probably posting those. 10 things to be a more mature person. It's a list of 10 things to. Protect your energy. Don't let don't let the haters hate on. Don't let the haters affect you. You're a real one. Only you gotta do what's best for you. You know those type. If I had to guess, it's it's probably a lot of that type of nonsense. I'm not saying those things aren't merit, but in, in her instance, people that are always putting out that stuff is because they know they're doing some fuck shit and they're trying to kind of. Change the direction of what's being perceived of them. I'm pretty sure right now it's always, you know, in her clubhouse thing. And this is the last month. I can't believe I just did a 40 minute pod about this shit. Jesus Christ. In her clubhouse thing, she kept talking about communication. It's just, we need, because I, I this is the problem. And of course, she's made, oh, see, this is the problem between us. Between us men and women. And then she started specifically between black women and black men. Because, you know, there's no there's no real communication. There's no communication. There's no this. Because you could have privately communicated. And he's like, well, actually, I called you um, regularly over months and months. And you acted like your time was too good for me. Even though you were technically working for me. But you acted like you have better things to do. And then instead of being like, well, I apologize that I acted that way then. I'm, I apologize. It was, if I remember correctly, it was something along the lines of, well, you know, was like, well, you know what? Because you got to understand, I, you're not the only person I'm doing business. You're not, I got, it's like, great. Then you need to be more on top of. How many clients you can handle at a time? And she started saying, see, people got understood. People said, oh, he pays me 60000 so I'm going to get like a 30000 split. It's like, no, because then I got to pay this person this, and I'll probably leave home with like $7,000 in a day. It's like, it's like, okay. Well, then maybe be more on top of your own shit. Secondly, yes. You may leave with $7,000 at the end day, pure profit. You yourself. Because you got to pay other people that are helping and all this shit. But that's the business you signed up for. Because you want to have a bunch of people delegate things for you. Which you probably should. But. You also need to follow through on your business plans. Your business proposition. And do right by the client. Because did you really earn seven thousand to take home? Just because you're only leaving seven thousand, that doesn't mean you get to do less work than what you promised for someone. You have to fulfill that, and that's the thing. It was this whole. It somehow turned some where she didn't deny that she thought it like she had better things to do, and she didn't need to acknowledge his calls and shit. And it's like, 
but that's communication that you belligerently denied the communication to me. And this was five, six years ago, four or five years ago when this shit happened. And of course, and she was like, ah, well, you know what? And she started like going all over the place and trying to change it, being talking about spiritual energy. Oh, it's like, okay. I think the bigger picture, bigger than industry, bigger than business, bigger than marketing bullshit. I don't even like to use the word karma, but this is this is when your word and your business practices will catch up to you. There's things you can get away from earlier and in, in the stages of what you do. It's like when people make quick money. Like you can make quick money, but are you making money that's long standing or that's going to continue bringing revenue? Because if you keep doing fuck, word gets around. And who's going to want to do business with someone that's fucked over five people? And what's happening right now for her professional marketing and branding and strategist, it's not good for hers. There's no one that if they were going to start doing business with someone where they needed more better branding or advising or strategy, after seeing all this, why the hell would they be like, you know what? I like what she does. Let me see what this is about. No, at the very least, you're going to have a lot of questions. And chances are, you're probably not even going to have questions. Chances are, you're probably not even going to uh, direct her company. You're probably not even going to reach out to her company. Because if the one thing you're supposed to do and you don't do, why the fuck am I going to hire you for it? All right. Whatever. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they figure it out. You know, I feel like this is one of those things where... I think there's been shadier shit that's happened. Of course. I don't even think it's... But... It's definitely... You can kind of just see what it is type of shit. And... Yeah. Alright. I think I'm going to top it off there. Alright. Episode 58 the Off and Beat Podcast. Had a pretty vital 50-minute discussion today. Don't forget to like and subscribe. No one makes it this far. And, um... By the way, for the audio, leave a, I don't know where, where the fuck, go leave a review for the pod. I think it's like an Apple podcast. I don't know. Go leave a review. It helps move the pod up the charts. Um, never asked once to do it, but hey, if you guys are casual listeners or do listen, just leave a review so I can, you know, I'll get it through my email and shit where someone leaves a review. Just, to, you know, give your feedback on the show. What could be better? What can be what you like about the show, what could be better, because I know those things would be better, you know, and yeah, alright guys, have a uh, great day, and don't forget to suck some titties, and uh, watch out for Karen, because it's not civil out here, it's a man's world.